Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to The Scoop on CFRC 101.9 FM and CFRC.ca. Brought to you by CFRC's news team, Alexandra Fernandez, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Christina Laurie, Zayden Vergara, and Erica Singh. I'm Alexandra Fernandez, and here's your local news rundown. On Tuesday, January 10th at 7 p.m., Kingston City Council gathered in the chambers of City Hall for 2023's first council meeting of the year. Topics of discussion and motions to be made included those to do with renewing a contract with the Kingston Penitentiary to continue tours and renting out the space for film and television productions, discussing the homeless encampments in the city, and more. In regards to the homeless encampments, even though more than 60 new beds have been added to shelters like Dawn House and the Adelaide Drop-In Centre, it is still not enough to help with the ongoing homelessness problem in Kingston. At last night's council meeting, City Council declared a mental health and addictions crisis. Council voted unanimously to seek additional health care resources, including treatment and rehabilitation beds, as stated in the Kingston Whig Standard. Council also approved a moratorium on the evictions taking place around the Integrated Care Hub and Bell Park area that will go until March 21st, but residents and council are worried about what will happen after this date, which is why they are calling on the provincial government to provide more resources for mental health and rehabilitation treatments. For the time being, the following places have added more beds that those without a home can access. Operated by Lionhearts, the Adelaide Drop-In Warming Centre located at 38 Cowdy Street is equipped with 36 pods that can accommodate up to 40 people on a first-come, first-served basis. Dawn House has opened a second location at 805 Ridley Drive. This newly renovated space offers transitional housing for 12 women and women with children. The west wing of the building will offer six spaces and increasing to a total of up to 17 spaces through January. In addition to the services and spaces funded by the City of Kingston and the United Way KFL&A, St. Mary's Church will offer 12 overnight spaces for men only as well. The church is located at 260 Brock Street. If you or someone you know is in distress, please call the Addiction and Mental Health KFLA 24-7 Crisis Line at 613-544-4229 or the toll-free number at 1-800-616-6005. If it is an emergency, please call 911. A Kingston facility specializing in psychedelic community wellness will be the first Ontario site for advanced training programs and clinical trials of psilocybin-assisted therapy. Numa Centre, which opened its doors in September and began offering psychedelic sampler classes focused on frontline healthcare workers, is expanding upon that work with this new partnership with Atma Journey Centres, Canada's leading psychedelic-assisted therapy training providers. A new release from Atma. A news release from Atma says the partnership will allow mental health care professionals and aspiring psychedelic therapists in Ontario and Eastern Canada easier accessibility to training in the area of psychedelic therapy. While details surrounding practitioners and locations are being finalized, Atma and NUMA are looking for participants for Phase 2 of clinical trials. Atma's N500 Phase 2 clinical trial was approved in September after a Phase 1 trial provided evidence of the efficacy and safety of psilocybin. Psilocybin has still not been legalized in the country, but the medical potential has been increasingly recognized and Health Canada provided Atma with a no-objection letter for its clinical trials. The Phase 2 trial looks to expand the program with the focus on the well-being of healthcare practitioners looking to help alleviate anxiety, depression, and feelings of burnout arising from COVID-19 and other job-related stress. Participants have the chance to participate in the psilocybin clinical trial and receive training in using psychedelics for therapy purposes. A psychedelic 
psychedelic therapy being used as a commonplace medical treatment in the United States and Canada becomes closer to a reality, the trials can introduce healthcare workers to the experience patients themselves will undergo. Numa's co-founder, Corey Firth, says this trial has been dedicated to frontline workers, has the benefit of both providing that the treatment can be effective on healthcare workers and giving those same workers an experience that will help to train them for the expansion of psychedelics in the medical mainstream. Firth says this program goes beyond what Numa previously offered to frontline workers through the use of cannabis, helping to prepare potential practitioners while still giving them access to the benefits. Furt says, the frontline healthcare worker program that we had started to develop was a way to support them versus train them. This is now adding a deeper level of training that goes along with the support. Not only are they getting the actual psilocybin experiences through this trial, they are also going to get a level of training that helps them to become a better facilitator if that's something they're interested in. Furt says, while it could be an added benefit, the main goal of the program isn't to create practitioners, but to show participants what it's like to be in a psychedelic experience. He says, in his opinion, future practitioners having first-hand experience with psychedelic medicine is crucial. We need to make sure that this moves beyond the labs and we move it into actual practical experiential learning, Furt said. I think it's more important that individuals that are supporting at the highest level of our healthcare systems know what the experience is like so that it's properly administered, it's properly prescribed, and it's properly understood. Fritz says he hopes that showing the effectiveness of psychedelics on a larger scale will show Health Canada that they are safe and reputable mental health treatments. ATMA is based in Calgary and will now look to expand its research into the larger populations of Ontario and Quebec. CEO David Harder says this partnership with NUMA will make that easier to accomplish. In a release, ATMA CEO David Harder says, We are excited to expand our in-person training in clinical trial sites to Ontario. Pharmaceutical medical options to cure trauma rooted from human experiences are not widely effective. As psychedelic medicine becomes available, there is a huge opportunity to help those who have not had success with pharmaceutical medicine. The need for qualified, certified therapists who fully understand how to prescribe, facilitate, and work with psychedelic medicine is essential to support patients. Firth added that local partners have come on board for Phase 2, expected to be announced soon. ATMA is seeking healthcare professionals interested in participating in its Phase 2 trials starting in April or September 2023, followed by a retreat later in the year in Kingston. For more information on eligibility for participating, you can go to ATMA's website. This story is by Owen Fullerton of YGK News for the Local Journalism Initiative. In other news regarding the city of Kingston, you can make a difference by volunteering on a municipal advisory committee. Work collaboratively with other passionate people in the community on a municipal advisory committee or commission. Volunteering on a City of Kingston committee is an opportunity for residents to share their experience and expertise to make a difference on municipal issues in the community. Until January 20th, eligible residents are encouraged to apply to serve on the following committees. The Rural Advisory Committee, Kingston Heritage Properties Committee, Kingston Heritage Programs Committee, Committee of Adjustment, and the Kingston and Area Taxi Commission. Detailed information and specific mandates mandates for each of the committees are available at cityofkingston.ca slash committees. To be eligible to serve on most committees or boards, you must be 18 years of age or older, a resident or business owner in the city of Kingston, and a Canadian citizen or permanent resident, who is a person who has been given permanent resident status by immigrating to Canada, but is not a Canadian citizen and has resided in Kingston for at least one year.
To submit your application, go online to cityofkingston.ca slash committees and you can find it there. You can also submit your application by calling 613-546-0000 to request a paper application. A postage paid envelope will be provided to return the application to City Hall. And the last way that you can submit your application is by going to City Hall located at 216 Ontario Street in the City Clerk's Department. Applications close at 4 p.m. on Friday, Jan 20th, 2023. That's your local news rundown. Now we are going to throw it over to Erica Singh for Campus Corner. Hello and welcome to Campus Corner. My name is Erica Singh and here are your campus news headlines for today. The first COVID-19 vaccination clinic of the year took place today from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the second floor of Mitchell Hall. Make sure to be on the lookout for future dates to stay safe. Next, Queen's University PhD student Maud Champagne has received a national award for outstanding innovation from MITKIS for her work on developing support programs for families of children with neurodevelopmental disabilities. During the pandemic, Champagne worked on three collaborative projects with the nonprofit organizations Able to Kids Brain Health Network and Adopt for Life. She collected data through surveys and interviews to understand the needs of families raising children with neurodevelopmental disabilities and used the findings to lead Canada's first non-violent resistance therapy program, the first national consortium on aggression towards families caregivers in childhood and adolescence, and a new AFCCA family support program at Adopt for Life. Champagne, who is the mother of five children, four of whom who have neurological disabilities, plans to continue participating in programs such as the AFCCA Consortium and raising awareness of research in this field. In other news, the AMS is about to begin its winter hiring period to find undergraduate students who are interested in working on-campus jobs. Full-time and part-time positions starting dates range from May 1st to September 1st and run all the way to April 30th. Senior management positions will open on January 23rd with assistant manager, supervisor, and staff positions opening on January 30. Visit the WTF Job Fair on January 30 at 6 p.m. on the third floor of Queen Center, right above Cogro, to learn more. Next. The SGPS is currently working on how to better support Black professional and graduate students. They are now looking for a Black graduate or professional student to be a research assistant to help with this goal. The responsibility of the Black student researcher will be to consult with Black graduate and professional students, as well as other community partners, to help the SGPS determine what ways we can better support Black students. The Black Student Researcher will also conduct research regarding what other student unions in Ontario, or Canada more broadly, are doing to support graduate and professional students. The Black Student Research Assistant reports to the SGPS VP community. The term of employment begins on February 6, 2023 and ends on April 30, 2023. The research assistant has a salary of $635 per month, corresponding to 20 hours per month. Applications are due on January 22nd at 11.59pm. To learn more or apply, check out the link in the SGPS Instagram bio. That's all the news for today. Now over to sports. 
Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and welcome to your CFRC Sports Update. Last weekend, the Queen's University women's hockey team traveled to Waterloo to challenge both the Laurier Golden Hawks and the Waterloo Warriors. In their first match against Laurier, the Golden Hawks opened up the scoring in the first period, and after a scoreless second period, held a one-goal lead going into the third period. In the third period, back-to-back -back goals by Allison Reeves gave the Gales a 2-1 lead before Scout Watkins Southward added to the lead midway through the frame. Laurier cut Queen's lead to one goal minutes later before two late goals for the Gales cemented the win. Sarah Campbell scored a shorthanded goal with less than two minutes to play before Quinn Johnson put the game away, giving the Gales a 5-2 win. The next night, Queen's took on the Waterloo Warriors. Waterloo jumped out to 2-0 lead in the first period. Queens responded with two goals late in the second to even the score. After a scoreless third period, overtime was required. The Warriors scored with two minutes into overtime to secure their win. The women's volleyball team took a trip to Toronto for a doubleheader against the York Lions. In their first match, the Gales opened up with a convincing 25-15 win in the first set before the Lions took the next two. Queens forced a fifth in deciding set with a 25-20 win in the fourth set before falling in extra points. The next day, your Golden Gales bounced back with a close straight set victory, 3-0. The first set winning 25-15, 25-14, and then 27-25 in a close third set. With the win, Queens improved their record 6-4 and now sit tied with the TMU Bowl for 6 in the OUA standings, just half a game behind the 5th place Windsor Lancers. The Gales will return to the court next weekend hosting the Lancers in a doubleheader Friday, January 13th and Saturday, January 14th at the Arc. Tickets can be purchased at GoGalesGo.com. On that note, that's all for your CFRC sports coverage. Now over to Chris and Chancellor with a community update. This is Chris coming in with your community update for this week. To kick things off, the Kingston Frontenac Public Library has lots of exciting programming in store to start off the new year. In partnership with Queen's University Library, they'll be hosting their first author talk of 2023 with Sonia Singh via Zoom on January 16th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. They will also be continuing with their child development series, Growing Up Human, this January 2023, starting with Dr. Stanka Fitneva's talk about how language is maintained and passed along to others throughout life. Growing Up Human, Maintaining or Passing on a Heritage Language to Children will be an online session via Zoom on January 12th from 7 to 8 p.m. To register for either of these events and check out all the other programming Kingston Frontenac Public Library has to offer, you can check out calendar.kfpl.ca. Or you can register by phone at 613-549-8888. Suzanne's Closet has been a beloved fundraiser for Union Gallery since 1995. Student and professional artists from the Queen's community and around the country band together for a fundraiser like no other. Suzanne's Closet is the perfect event to support the Cataraqui Kingston arts community and purchase a one-of-a-kind treasure for your friends, family, loved ones, or even yourself. Tickets are still on sale for this event for $100 each and guarantee the ticket holder one artwork. Tickets are drawn in lottery style and when a ticket holder's number is called, they have two minutes to claim one artwork of their choice. Over 60 artworks are available in a range of styles, generously donated by new generation and established artists in local, national, and international scale. This year's edition of Cezanne's Closet includes a fundraiser preview exhibition at Union Gallery, co-curated by Queen's University Art History graduate students Cicely Haggerty and Anna Douglas. 
All are invited to view Suzanne's Closet artworks in person and a catalog will be available online. All funds raised directly support Union Gallery's not-for-profit mission and programming, including exhibitions, artist opportunities, workshops, and more. The fundraiser preview exhibition will be available at Union Gallery very soon on January 17th to February 4th, 2023, and the live ritual event over Zoom will be Saturday, February 4th, 2023 from 7 to 10 p.m. Be sure to get your tickets and head to uniongallery.queensview.ca for more info, or drop into Union Gallery during their open hours from Tuesday to Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. The Community Foundation for Kingston and Area is proud to be one of the participating community foundations across Canada taking part in the Government of Canada's Community Services Recovery Fund, a collaboration between Canadian Red Cross, Community Foundations of Canada, and United Way Centrade Canada. The Community Services Recovery Fund is a one-time investment of $400 million that aims to support the adaption and modernization needs of nonprofit and charitable community service organizations, facing immediate and long-term impacts of the pandemic as they continue to support communities. Now is the time to apply. Charities, nonprofits, and Indigenous governing bodies can apply from January 6, 2023 until February 21, 2023. Visit communityservicesrecoveryfund.ca to find out more info about how to apply, explore resources for applicants, and sign up for upcoming webinars. That wraps up our community update this week, and now I'm handing it to Dinah with the weather. Thank you so much. And now it's time for the CFRC weather report. Tonight we'll have periods of light snow ending near midnight, then cloudy skies with winds becoming south at 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40 after midnight, a wind chill minus 8 this evening, and the temperature rising to 2 by morning. Becoming cloudy in the morning with showers or drizzle, winds south at 20 kilometers an hour with a temperature steady of a near plus four on Thursday morning and on Thursday night, rain or snow with a low plus one. On Friday, we'll have periods of snow and a high plus two Friday night, cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries and a low minus eight. The outlook for Saturday is a mix of sun and cloud with a high minus four. On Saturday night, cloudy periods and a low minus 12. And on Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud a high minus three and Sunday night cloudy periods with a low minus nine and now it's over to Alexander Fernandez with the City of Kingston traffic report Thank you so much. I'm Alexandra Fernandez, and here's your weekly traffic report brought to you by the City of Kingston. Lower Brewer Swing Bridge will be closed until further notice. University Avenue from Union to Earl will be closed until Jan 31st, 7 p.m. Wellington Street from Brock to Princess will be closed January 9th from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as January 12th from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. for a crane setup. Right Crescent from south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace will be closed until Jan 31st for construction staging. The School Streets Initiative is still in place. The following streets are closed from 8.40am to 9.10am and 3.20pm to 3.50pm on weekdays until June 29th, 2023. Macdonnell Street from Earl to Hill and Sydenham Street from Ordnance to Colburn. Some other delays you can expect. Front Road from Sandy Bay Lane to Country Club Drive. You can expect some traffic delays due to lane reduction to a single lane in each direction. Highway 33, east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, you can expect some delays as well. Construction barrels and flag people will direct traffic around the work zone. And Jackson Mills Road near the KNP Trail will be reduced to one lane for roadside safety improvements, but does remain open in both directions. In terms of the Portsmouth Waterfront Pathway, the city has closed access to the pathway at the foot of Mowat Avenue and Young Street and east of Lake Watch Lane to accommodate pathway and shoreline improvements. 
That's your weekly traffic report, and now let's go over some events happening for the week. Hi Kingston, I am here with some amazing events that you can check out this week. Happening on Wednesday, January 11th at Ale House and Canteen located at 393 Princess Street. Canada's Drag Race winner, Gazelle Lullaby, will be back. This performing legend is going to be in Kingston, and you do not want to miss this show. You can get VIP tickets that include balcony seating and a private bar overlooking the stage. You might get a visit or two from the performers as well. You can get VIP tickets and a meet and greet, which includes the chance to meet Gazelle Lullaby, take photos, get autographs, general admission at 30 in advance or $40 at the door. Online ticket sales close at 6 p.m. on the day off on January 11th. Tickets will be available for $40 at the door after online sales close and HST will be added for all tickets. VIP doors open at 6.30 p.m. The meet and greet ends at 7.30 p.m. General admission doors are at 7.30 p.m. and the show begins at 8 o'clock. This event is hosted by Kingston's Queen of Wheat herself, Rowena Way, and featuring performances by Tiffany Morgan, Sunny Rays, Lilith Kane, and more. There's also a food discount at the Grizzly Grill, and all ticket holders will receive 20% off any food items purchased at the Grizzly Grill prior to the show, so why not take in a meal and some pre-drinks before this epic evening? So be sure to check that out. It is going to be super, super fun. Check it out. Happening at the Ale House, Wednesday, January 11th at 8 p.m. If you're into some sports, be sure to check out the Kingston Frontenacs that will be playing. The boys in black and gold are back and there's a lot to be excited about. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. Arrive early. Games are all ages and there is a bar for those 19 plus. This is happening at the Leon Center, of course, located at 1, the Tragically Hip Way. You can buy your tickets online by going to kingstonfrontenacs.com. If you are in ArtSci and you're looking to go on exchange, the deadline for ArtSci exchange programs happens at 4 p.m. on January 14th. Um, so be sure to complete and submit all your relevant supporting documentation if you are interested in going on exchange. You must submit an external application and an application to the IPO for Killam and We Exchange programs. Consult the relevant program page for full information. Applications cannot be saved and can time out, so just remember that. But if you're looking to switch it up and travel abroad, be sure to check it out and you can go to the Queen's Arts Sci website and learn more about the exchange program. And of course, an event that we're going to recommend that we already mentioned before, Fan Club Wallet, Luella, and Almond Milk performing at the Broom Factory located at 305 Rideau Street in Kingston. Doors are at 6.30 p.m. and the music starts at 7. The venue is all ages and there is a licensed bar for those 19 plus with ID. You can get your tickets online by going to kppconcerts.com or you can go in person at Brian's Record Option. Um, this is happening Saturday, January 14th and it is going to be so fun so you definitely want to check it out. Anyway, those are your events for the week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC 101.9 FM. Don't go anywhere because we have more amazing programming coming up next. Thank you for listening to The Scoop, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.